Amen. How many of y'all excited to be at church? Can I hear an amen? Woo! I'm so glad you're here. Look at all your friends next to you and tell them I'm glad that you're here. Shake their hand. High five them if you haven't. Come on. I'm glad that you're here. Fourth of July weekend. How many of you guys like our fans? Is it much cooler in the place? I know that some of you would like the biggest one. I could have got one that would be about the size of me. It's about this big. It's for warehouses. But I think this will do right here. And I love the side sections being filled. You guys got your private fan right there. This is like the VIP section. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're here, and I hope you have a good 4th of July. Make sure you stay safe, stay sober, and enjoy your time with your friends. And remember, fireworks go in the air, not at each other. And handguns and weapons do not count as fireworks. You can't do that. Okay. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. Somebody say, working unto Christ. Working unto Christ. If you notice, I flipped the triangle upside down. Before, it used to be the, the two points were at the bottom. I'm now showing this to represent the Trinity, and we've always had it represent the Trinity, rather, but now I'm showing the more proper way, which is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Father and the Son send the Holy Spirit, and in God, in Christ, we can have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's the theme of the book of Ephesians. If you haven't been with us, all of our messages are online. You can see how we we started this in 2017, verse by verse. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21, as we talk today about God using you on your job. But before we talk about God and your job, I got to talk a little bit about slavery. Everybody go, ooh. Yeah, we're going to talk about slavery today and the real biblical mandate of how it was done, how it was used, and what God did with it, and we'll clear up a lot of misunderstandings. Trust me, it's going to be good. So let's read the bold portion together, verse 5, 1, 2, 3, slaves obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Y'all weren't reading. I'm going to have you read this time by yourselves, 1, 2, 3. Thank you. Maybe I was moving too fast, but I hope that you got that. It says, slaves, obey your masters. Look at verse 6. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ. That's going to be very important to understand that phrase, slaves of Christ. Doing the will of God from your heart. Doing the will of God will be important as well. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord. So when you serve your master, who are you to pretend you're serving? The Lord. You are to have in your heart, I'm serving the Lord, not people. Because you know that the Lord, which the Bible says, the word Lord means master, by the way. So you could say master in place of Lord because it means the same thing. Because you know that the master will reward each one of you to whatever good you have done, whether you are slave or free. And now let's read verse 9 together. One, two, three. And... Treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them, since you know that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. Okay, y'all ready to start having slaves? Y'all want to go get Kuta Kinte and lock him up? See, because isn't that what the internet says? Isn't that? Come on, let's be honest. You got a white pastor right here, one of enslaved black folk, going to put you in chains. That's what the church teaches. To the east, my brother, to the east. Come on, we got to rise up. Fight the power. Don't be bamboozled. You've been hoodwinked. Who used to talk like that in the 60s? You've been hoodwinked. You've been bamboozled. Malcolm X. What religion was he? We'll get back to Islam in just a moment. But I want you to see what you just read. Do you think what you just read gives permission for people to have slaves as they did in the south? Let's just think about it just for a minute. In the South, how did the black people become slaves? Was it by choice or was it by force? So do you think in the Bible you can now steal somebody when the Bible already said thou shall not steal? Come on, y'all listening. So whatever slave this is, isn't one that you stole to get? Y'all quiet today. I'm asking you questions. Would you answer them back with me? Can you buy a slave according to this passage right here? No, but it says you already have one, so that must mean you bought one, huh? So do you think we can go around buying people? 
The Bible says that all people are made in the image of God. So we couldn't have a slave if we were to go take them. We couldn't have a slave if we were to buy them. Oh, but how did they get their slaves then? How did these people become slaves? This can't be the slavery of the South. This must be another kind of slavery. Now let me ask you a question. Let's just say we get past how they became slaves. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But let's say you have a slave that you did not buy and that you did not capture. Can you beat that slave according to this context? Can you beat the slave, yes or no? No, because it says right here, masters, treat your slaves in the same way. What is the same way that he had talked about at the beginning? Slaves of Christ. Since we're all slaves of Christ, does Christ beat us as his slave? Did, did, did Jesus buy us and make us become his slave? Did Jesus kidnap us and steal us from the devil and make us his slave? Oh, snap. How did we become slaves of Christ? By what? By choice. So whatever slavery is here, it's actually one by choice. Why do you think I connected this to our jobs? Because actually, as you're about ready to learn, this had more to do with their jobs than it had to do with the South. Now, you may say to yourself, Pastor, I still don't believe that. Let me ask you what this means right here. Masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them. Do you think you can rape your slave? Come on, somebody. Can you rape a slave? Can you cuss them out? Can you take their children from them? Can you breed them like animals? You can't even threaten them. So what have we here now? Let's stop and take a moment to think about this. Anyone who ever said they were a Christian and was a slave owner in the South was full of the devil preaching lies, heretics not abiding by the truth of Jesus. Right there. Let's just stop right here. Is a Mormon a Christian? When Mormons practice polygamy, are they doing it according to the Bible or their false prophet, Joseph Smith? So when white people owned slaves, were they doing it according to the Bible or were they doing it because of what they were taught by some false prophet or somebody that didn't know what they were doing? Somebody gave them a wrong message. Are you all ready to learn about slavery before we learn about your job? Come on, I said, are you ready to learn about slavery before you learn about your job? Because you have to understand the context. The first thing that we learn when we look at the Bible is the word slave is the exact same word for servant. It's doulos in the Greek. And the same exact word is applied to us as Christians. We're called slaves of Christ. But once again, did Jesus come and whip us and beat us and kidnap us and rape us? No. So whatever the Bible is using, we can understand it's not using it as that term, whenever it used that term. If you look up Mark chapter 10, verse 44, let's just see there quickly. Mark chapter 10, verse 44, look at how Jesus refers to us. And if anyone gives even a cup of water to one of these who is my disciple, oh, excuse me, 44. Oh, sorry. Thank you, my brother. Shout it out. Shout it out and help your pastor. I'm glad I got a scholar paying attention. And whoever wants to be first must be the what of all? So Jesus said, if you want to be first in the kingdom, you've got to be the what of all? So whatever we're talking about, everybody get this right from the introduction. Whatever we're talking about, we're not talking about the South. We're not talking about antebellum slavery. We're talking about a definition that has to do with the Bible, and it's more of a servant than it is a slave, isn't it? And it's somebody by choice. If I want to be first in the kingdom of God, i got to be your slave. Well, isn't that something? Boy, that messed up what uh, Gambino talked about. That messed up what somebody on CNN talked about. Boy, that messed up what Malcolm X talked about. Because whatever slavery is being referred in the Bible, Jesus said we've got to be that to how many people? Just your master, be a slave to your master? Is that what it says? No, a slave of. So that means in the south, when that white man owned a slave, he already did wrong because he bought and kidnapped. And then when he beat, he did wrong because he wasn't supposed to threaten. And then he himself was supposed to be a slave to that other human being because we're supposed to be a slave to all. Oh, thank you very much. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to... You see, Jesus came to be a slave of all. 
Do you know that by Jesus going through life as a human, that means he was a slave of all? He did that for the world. He became a man. He became a man. God became a man. Would you want to become an ant? <laughs> That's not even close to the comparison of God becoming a man. God became a man, and he was God. So think about how amazing that is, and he gave himself for us. Now, the next thing that I want you to see is that Paul's command for slaves to obey their masters has more to do with employee and boss relationships than the Atlantic slave trade in the U.S. Do you understand that? Everybody say yes or no. Do you understand that? I need to know, do you understand that? Do not let people take advantage of you who don't know the Bible and try to force things upon it. If you now read the context of this passage and think it gives permission for slavery in the South, either you don't know how to read or you're lying. For you to read the slave trade of Atlantic slave trade 1,800 years later into Paul's writing is literally to look back on the Bible and try to find Disney World. Do you understand? Do you think Disney World's written about in your Bible? No, you think like you try to like find Disney World. Well, there's a king and there's a castle. Maybe that's Disney World. For people to think that what people did in the name of Jesus has anything to do with Paul is as far from the truth as possible. Paul lived 18, almost 2,000 years ago, and it had nothing to do with Africa, nothing to do with white people, nothing to do with beating, nothing to do with trading, nothing to do with selling, nothing to do with kidnapping. He's literally talking to people in that culture to obey their bosses and bosses to take care of their employees. But you say, I still don't believe you. Let me have you understand this. There's always been different forms of slavery all throughout the world, and you're about ready to learn about it. All you Latinos that don't think y'all took each other slaves, you're about ready to learn about the Aztecs. Weren't your friends? You want to go see Montu Picchu? Oh, look at this beautiful basket. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, mama, mama, what is that? Oh, that's where they burn children alive. Oh, let's go to Peru. Let's go see. Let's go see the, 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 uh, the what's the, not the Mayans. Let's go see the Mayans. Oh, look at the beautiful blanket. Look at the, oh, what is this? This is where they killed and beat the villagers for sport. See, it's not just white and black. It's Asian upon Asian, Indian upon Indian, Mexican upon Mexican, Central and South American upon Central and South America, white upon what? As a matter of fact, in the Roman Empire, as we'll learn, there were 60 million slaves conquered by the Romans. How many of you think the black Egyptians had? How many of you think the Mayans had? They don't teach you this, do they? They just want you to get mad at me and people who look like me. I'm going to tell you about me in just a moment because I ain't never owned a slave, been around slavery. But listen to me. This world wants to lie to you to get you to hate your Bible but won't tell you the whole truth. The whole truth is the world's been in slavery. The world, the world, every culture has been in slavery. Do you, all, you want some examples of it? Can I give you some examples of it? Okay, let me give you some examples. You all want to learn about the Aztecs? Let's learn about the Aztecs and their slavery, their human sacrifices, what they did to each other. Look at this. In the Aztec Empire. Now, I'm just going to Wikipedia because I can't give you all free encyclopedias right now. You all understand that, right? you got to go back and check this out on your own. Slavery was not a station one was born into, but a state entered into as a form of punishment out of financial desperation or as a captive. The practice consisted of two systems, slavery in the strictest sense of the term and indentured servitude. What you think the Bible is talking about? Probably more indentured servitude, isn't it? As Texas slave owners... Slave owners were required to provide food and shelter. Women slave owners exerted much in a way of choice in regard to slaves. For example, if a woman was widowed, it was not uncommon for her to either remarry one of her husband's slaves or to make one of his slaves her, pers one of his slaves her personal steward. As Texas slave, while slavery could not be inherited in Mexica society, one could in fact live indefinitely as a slave. For example, for example help me pronounce this name. Machuzuma, there we go, in addition to confiscating property. So this ruler would confiscate your property. 
would condemn traders or their families to slavery for life. He would also do the same to astrologers who failed to predict the occurrence of omens. Slaves were bound to their master's land. Everybody look up at me, please. I ain't got no problem talking about white slavery, just as long as you want to talk about Latin slavery. I ain't got no problem talking about white slavery as long as you ain't got a problem talking about black slavery. I ain't got no problem talking about white slavery as long as you're ready talking about Asian slavery. Are you listening? Because here's the point. Christianity outlaws slavery in the way the world did it. Christianity set slaves free. Jesus literally said, I have come to set the captives free. So people who use Christianity as an excuse for slavery are no friend of mine. So I have no problem condemning it all. I condemn Aztec slavery. I condemn Mexican, Central and South American, uh, Mayan slavery. And the Incas was the other name I was thinking of. I condemn African, Egyptian slavery. I condemn Asian, Chinese dynasty slavery. Are y'all listening? Y'all quiet in this church. Y'all want me just to talk about white and black slavery. Look at your neighbor and say, not here. Oh, we're going to tell you all about it. Oh, the Egyptians. Oh, the Egyptians. Oh, let's just look at the Egyptians. Let's just go here and go look at the pyramids. Oh, this is so amazing. How did these pyramids get built? By slaves. The people of Israel were slaves in the Egyptian empire for how many years? 400 years. Talk about need your reparations. Slavery existed in ancient Egypt from 1500 B.C. Chattel slavery. Chattel slaves were mostly captives of war, including civilians not a part of the military forces. The pharaoh would then resettle the captives by moving them into colonies for labor. Bonded laborers, forced labor, masters, slave life, owned and bought by your master. Come on, somebody say make it plain. Oh, yeah, I have no problem talking about Oh, Africa. How do you think the white people even got black slaves in Africa? Where do you think they came from? They came from black slave traders. Slavery has existed in Africa as long as we have known there to be a people in Africa. Systems of servitude and slavery were common in parts of Africa as they were in much of the ancient world. In many African societies where slavery was prevalent, the enslaved people were not treated as chattel slaves and were given certain rights in the system as indentured servitude. So once again, they might have mostly had indentured servitude, but who's the one that's introduced them to chattel slavery was the Arab slave trade. Who taught white people how to deal with black people? That way was the Arab slave traders. The Arab slave trade existed in Africa hundreds, if not a thousand years before the white slave traders came. Are you all even listening? I wish I had half a church that wanted to learn history. Look at this right here. Let me just see if I can find my, my one point here. I don't know if it's quiet because you got the fan on you or what, but I'm going to keep preaching. Some historians assert that as many as 17 million people were sold into slavery on the coast of the Indian Ocean, the Middle East, and North Africa. And approximately 5 million African slaves were bought by who? Muslim slave traders and taken from Africa across the Red Sea. Yeah. How many know slavery is a bad thing? How many want to promote slavery? How many want to promote it? How many want to believe today that the Bible gives us a better way? Now, how many know about the Atlantic slave trade? See, now let's just pause. Everybody look up at me, please. Why do you think I have to explain it this way? Why do you think I got to explain it this way? It's because our 21st culture, century culture just wants to talk about this and then judge people like me like I have something to do with this. Let me just tell you a little history just about me. My people came from Italy and Poland in the 1900s. The slave trade was already over. Do you understand that? So you're looking at somebody like me thinking, I have something to do with this. My people, Poland and Italy, had nothing to do with the Atlantic slave trade. Just study it. Nothing to do with it. And yet now, 
I don't know if people are just fired up about Trump or whatever. They're pointing fingers at me and people who look like me as if I had something to do with this. Do you understand how crazy the world's become? That's why I don't want you guys to fall into this trap. That's like me looking at you going, you enslaved him because you're from Mexico, you Aztec slave trader. Y'all don't like that, do you? You Kuta Kinte slave trader, you owned another black man up in your village. You Egyptian, do y'all like being talked to like that? Yes or no? So when we talk about the Atlantic slave trade, put the blame where the blame goes. People 150 years ago called themselves Christians, were no more Christian than a Mormon or a Jehovah Witness, used the Bible to tell lies, no different than people use it today to tell lies. And they enslaved people. But guess who got them free? Guess who fought for them? Guess who died in a civil war with over 300,000 deaths? Other Christian people. So if you point at this one, how do you know when you look at a white person that traces their ancestry and you get mad at them? Their family member could have died in a civil war, you nincompoop. How stupid have we become? Do not let this world and the media outlets turn you against the Bible or turn you into racists. There are no races. There's only one human race, and God made us all equal. The color of your skins makes no difference. You're human. Do you understand that? So y'all better get woke. Y'all better, somebody say get woke. Yes, the Atlantic slave trade did horrible, horrendous things for hundreds of years. But yes, it's a part of a system that was broke upon humanity. Somebody say slavery is bad. Now, can I tell you a religion that teaches slavery? Can I tell you a religion whose prophet owned and sold black slaves? Can I show you a religion that had, the man had sex, the prophet had sex with girls and children that took over the world through slavery? Can I show you a religion, black man, African-American man? That religion was Islam. So somebody send this message to Louis Farrakhan and tell him I'll debate him any day on whether or not Christianity or Islam is better for America. Slavery was taught in the Quran. Muhammad bought and owned black slaves and he thought so little of them that one Arab slave was worth two black slaves. One Arab slave gets you two black slaves and he called Ethiopians raisin heads. And he said Satan looked like a black man. You want to know the image of Satan? It's not an, the black image of Satan did not come from Christianity. Christianity teaches that Satan appears as an angel of light. Do you want to know who said Satan appears as black with long black hair as a black man? Muhammad. Muhammad. Somebody say that false prophet. Yeah, I'm going to get fired up. I'm going to get fired up. I'm going to help you see it right here. You see, you can't just look at the Bible and take things interpreted by people on the news or these rappers. I'm tired of I'm tired of black and white people fighting against each other. Number one, we are Christians first before we're black or white. And number two, we can't hold the past against each other because Jesus forgave us of the past. We owe each other nothing, the Bible says, except to love each other. And wherever there's injustice, we'll fight for it together, obviously. But stop talking about the past like people here are your problem. They're not your slave owner, that you are free. You're be, you can be who God calls you to be. Can I hear an amen? I want to get this right here where he describes who Satan is. He points to a black man and he says, this is what he looks like. Look at this. So you don't just take my word for it. I have heard, this is from the life of Muhammad. This is what one of his companions said. I have heard that it was of him that the apostle said, talking about Muhammad, whoever wants to see Satan, let him take a look at Naptel B. Al-Harayath. He was a sturdy black man with long flowing hair, inflamed eyes, dark and ruddy cheeks. So the 
prophet of Muhammad was asked, what does Satan look like? And he said, he looks just like this black man right here. Does that sound like your Jesus? What makes Jesus different than a Muslim or uh, the prophet Muhammad or Islam? Is Jesus never talked like this? How many of you have heard about Nigeria and the sex trafficking, Sudan? Do you know that right now slavery still exists in Islam? Do you guys remember when Michelle Obama put that let them go hashtag? When Boko Haram stole all those women? Look at this. Apparently the first report of slave taking by Boko Haram was on the 13th of May in 2013. When a video released by Boko Haram leader Abakar Shakahu, whatever, saying his group had taken women and children, including teenage girls, hostages in response to the arrest of his members' wives and children. What religion teaches slavery? What religion was built on slave trade? Did Jesus own any slaves? Did Jesus call black people raisin heads? So why did black people in the 60s and 70s turn like Malcolm X to Islam? Everybody look up at me. Come on. Why were they bamboozled? Because the church didn't have an answer. If you as a Christian don't have an answer to the Gambino's video, what's his name, Gambino? Give me the full name. Childish Gambino. If y'all don't know how to answer him, if y'all don't know how to answer Bill Maher from HBO, if you don't know how to answer the world, they will take this Bible and beat you on the head with it and tell you your Bible teaches slavery, racism, and all that nonsense. When you look at the Old Testament, you see some of the most precious stories have to do with those who were captured or came from other nations. How many know the story of Ruth? Ruth came from another people. She became a servant or a slave of Boaz. But she fell at his feet, asked for mercy. Eventually, Boaz married her, took care of her. Also in Jewish times, if you were conquered and you deserved to be their slave, you could work your way free and become a part of the society and the culture, even though at one time you were a child sacrificing homosexual or whatever crazy nation you came from, you could become a part of Israel after you were conquered. They were a mercy to the nations around them. And so let's make it clear. Somebody say, make it clear. If you had a slave in the Roman Empire where there were 60 million of them and you became a Christian, what were you supposed to do? Moment one. Moment one. What were you supposed to do? Treat them as Jesus would treat them. Because now you have a master, don't you? Come on. Somebody say, I'm a slave of Christ. Come on. Look at it again. Look at it. Ephesians 6, 9. It says, Treat your slaves in the same way. What way am I to treat them? As a what? Because who also is a slave of Christ? I am. Did the Aztecs do that for us? Come on, let's be honest. I'm not hating on your people. Go to the pyramids. Go to the Machu Picchu. uh, If you can go there, I can go to the Roman gladiator arenas, right? Come on, somebody. But how many know they were both wicked people? Can I get half the church to listen to me right now? If you go to the, to, the, to the Mayan empire, you know they were wicked, right? You know they were wicked. And I know Rome was wicked, right? But we can celebrate the good that came from there, right? But because I'm Italian, am, am, I, going to, am I going to say how they did it is right? Yes or no? No. Should you say the way the Mayans did it was right? Or the Aztecs? Or Egypt and the tribes of Africa? Y'all, y'all don't even know. Come on, I'm going to go back here a little bit. I'm going to help you. People look at China. What do you think it would be like to be Chinese right now? Just stay seated. I ain't done preaching, Adam. They're not listening well enough. Y'all need to listen to this. How do you think China got to be as big as it is? Why isn't China the size of, say, Denmark? Little small country. You ever thought about that? How do you think they got all that land? What do you think they did to each other? Chinese slavery. 
Slavery in China has taken various forms throughout history. Slavery was reportedly abolished, uh, excuse me, slavery was reportedly abolished as a legal recognized institution in 1909 and fully enacted in 1910, although the practice continued until 1949. Slavery started in B.C., friends. There might have been ups and downs of slavery. Do you know what they did to each other? Do you know what they did to subdue these nations? Do you know how they built their lands? Let's go to China. Let's go look at China. Let's go see all the things they make. Let's go look at this. This dynasty profited from selling slave girls. And the Chinese government benefited by taxing the sale of slaves. You want to know when that was? Do you, what dynasty? I'm just flipping through it. That was in the 900s. Thousands of years they've been enslaved. Are you angry? You mad at them? You want to go hold a protest now? You want to go teach their people to go ask for reparations? My friend, the Bible doesn't teach us to go in that direction. I think it's good. Revolutions are great. I love the American Revolution. But y'all better get this in your mindset. If you're about ready to fight and die for what has been known as an unjust cause, you, about, you got other nations well before America. How about you do this? Everybody look up at me. Send this to your favorite Black Lives Matter people too. How about y'all do this? I'll fight for slavery in America as it exists right now. But first, you start in a timeline and go through every nation. Uh, let's go back to Africa. Let's deal with it there. Let's go to the Chinese empires. Let's go to the Muslim nations. Let's go to the Aztec. Let's go to the Mexico people and ask them why their borders are where they are and whose land they took it from. Why is Guatemala this big and Honduras this big? I want to know who was taken over what. And then we'll get to the 1600s, which is the American slave trade, even though I wasn't here. Y'all ain't clapping. Y'all ain't saying amen. And we, got, we better deal with the Chinese slave trade. Yeah, we better deal with that. You want some land back? Go get it back. Where's Guatemala's border supposed to be? Where's Honduras supposed to be? Where's all these borders of China? Where's all these villages they took over? So what's the point? The point is y'all got to get the point. We're not here to be pointing fingers, to act like we're better than somebody. I'm better than you. Look, I'm better than you. We're here to be Christians, and we're here to make a difference by the way we live. And so Paul said, hey, you find yourself in this Roman system. This is the first thing you do, Bubba. First thing you do. So imagine Bubba in the south, Bubba in China, Bubba in the Aztec Empire, Bubba in India. Didn't even get a chance to go to the caste system, and it still exists today. I've been in India, and they drink out the same water they pee in. Why do you think Christian missionaries like uh, uh, Mother Teresa had to go there to save their own people they didn't give a damn about? They didn't give a damn about their own people. We had to come into the mission field to say, no, 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 fellow Indian. This Indian's actually special. That's why Mother Teresa was in Calcutta. I talked to some of my Indian friends. I have them as neighbors. And I said, y'all even know what's still going on in your country today? See, they so middle class, they don't even know what's going on in the ghettos of their country. I, Slumdog Millionaire is just a taste of what it's like over there. I've been there three times. They act like it doesn't even exist. They don't even see the people living on the side of the street. You, you look at a homeless person in, in America and you would think they have it ten times better than a person living with a whole family in India, in, in Delhi. So what's the message? Everybody look up at me, please. Because I said I'll be the first one to point at Bubba of the South. You own slaves, you better treat them right now as Jesus treats you. Boom. So that means you stop trading them, you stop buying them, you stop taking them, and if you have them with you right now for whatever reason, you don't beat them, 
You don't mistreat them. You don't have sex with them. You don't even threaten them because you are a slave of Christ. And you're supposed to be a slave of all, so you're their slave too. You're their slave too. Isn't that what Jesus said? Come on, I said, isn't that what Jesus said? I know we're a liberal city. I know we're talking about politics, but I need you to hear me today. I said, isn't that what Jesus said? Jesus told us plain and simple. I got so many notes here, but I want to go back to this Mark chapter 10 here. Mark chapter 10, I want you to see it. The moment slavery entered Christian world, we became slaves of all. Listen to me. The moment you become a Christian in the South, imagine I'm in the South. John Wesley was alive during that time. Christians were alive. Guess what they said to those slave owners? You're wicked. You're wicked. Everybody look up at me. Y'all don't get this. I'm going to help you get it. What do you think other white men said to other white men that were only drawn by uh, borders of a line of a state? What do you think the North said to the South? They literally looked at him and said, listen to me, boy. You touch that slave, you are wicked. And I will get me and my son a gun and we'll shoot you. And we'll kill you. What do you think the Civil War was? People tickling each other? It was literally them saying, you deserve to die. I'm fighting you. I'm killing you. I'll meet you down at George's, son. And I'm going to put a bullet between your head. And I'm setting these slaves free. How do you think you go to war? They went to war angry. I will kill you for taking slaves. So what would I say as a preacher in that time, just like John Wesley, I would say, sir, you are wicked. You deserve to die. I will take guns and I will meet you in your state. But right now you better repent and treat them as Jesus treats you. You don't do that. Me and my president are going to put a cannon right between your eyes. What do you think the Civil War was about? Watch a video on the Civil War. Watch what they had to endure. Watch the bullets they would take, arms and legs being sawed off because they didn't have proper medical care. 300,000 Americans died to free the South, black and white together. Now, am I saying it's always been perfect? No, but I'm telling you this right here. You better believe this. Once you become a Christian, you become a slave of all. Somebody say, I'm your slave. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm your slave. The next thing that you learn is that you cannot sell or buy slaves. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10. Somebody say, Pastor's angry. Yes, I'm angry that this is continuing to be taught today. What am I really angry at? I'm angry at real slavery, not pretend stuff, real stuff. What does the Bible say here? Look at it. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10. The Bible, let's start in verse 9. It says, we also know that the law is not made for the righteous, but for the lawbreakers and rebels and the ungodly and the sinful and the unholy and the irreligious. For those who kill their fathers or mothers, for murderers, for sexually immoral, for those who practice homosexuality, for who? Y'all better shout it like Malcolm X can hear you. For slave traders. You trade slaves, you deserve to go to hell with those who kill their mothers and their fathers and who practice homosexuality. Two thousand years ago. Two thousand years ago. So the moment, come on, the moment a white man, because I'll talk about it, the white man goes to buy that black slave and he calls himself a Christian. Where is he going according to this Bible? He's going right to hell. That Aztec warrior takes you and your family and says, you belong to me. I'm going to trade you so for some rice and beans. Where is that Aztec warrior going? That Roman soldier takes over your village, puts you into slavery for Caesar. Where is that Roman soldier going? That Chinese dictator takes those people, puts them over here. Where does that Chinese dictator go? That, y'all getting quiet. You got too loud for the white person. Come on. That Indian empire that bought, built their empire on slaves, where do those people go? All of them. Burn it all down, Jesus. All of it. All of it. 
Hell will be full of a lot of slave traders. I bet you there will be a lot more people in hell for slave trading than for those who killed their mothers and fathers. I bet you there will be a lot more people in hell for slave trading than there is even for practicing homosexuality. But you could never do it and say you're a Christian. Never do it. And lastly, you were free to set your slave free when it was in their best interest at the right time. Because I want you to think about this. Everybody look up at me. Why didn't Paul write in that letter, Christians, everybody set your own slaves free. Let's just go from there. Number one, if he would have did that, they would have became homeless. They would have had no place to live. Number two, they would have then been arrested for being homeless, made a slave to another slave owner who wouldn't have been Christian, who would have treated them bad or put into the Roman slave uh, empire of the Roman government. Then the man who owned or the family that had the slaves would have lost their business so the Christian wouldn't have anything. So what did Paul say? What did he say? Y'all may have to be in this situation right now, but you better treat each other like Jesus treats you. And when you can, set each other free because that's what Jesus came to do was to set you free. Is there a story in the Bible about a slave being set free? Absolutely. Look at Philemon chapter 1 verse 15. Chapter 1, verse 15 of the book of Philemon, it's all about a slave being set free. Can I hear an amen? Watch this. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you, because he was a slave who committed crimes and now was in jail. Paul met him in jail. Perhaps the reason he was separated from you for a little while is that he might, that you might have him back forever. No longer as a slave, but better than a slave as a what? A dear brother. Adam, please come. Do you know that there's an entire book? Everybody look up at me, please. I'm not angry. I'm happy now. Watch. Do you know that there's an entire book written about a slave getting free in our Bible? Our Bible says slave trading's a sin. Our Bible says we're all slaves of Christ. So what are you going to do next time somebody says Christianity messed up America? Next time somebody says Christianity teaches slavery? You're going to teach them the truth in the Bible, aren't you? And then you can put it right back on them. Pick whatever culture they come from and say, your people had slaves and never did anything about it. Our Bible set them free. Our Bible gave them rights. Our Bible said we were to treat them as we get treated. Our Bible said we were to set them free and to not have them anymore as slaves, but to have them as brothers. I hope you got that today. The Bible says that this, Paul went on to say, he is very dear to me. But you are even dearer, but even dearer to you, both as a fellow man and as a brother in the Lord. Do you all remember the abolitionists and what they had as one of their statements? As a picture, as they would hand out, am I not a what? Am I not a man? Who do you think came up with this phrase right here, with the slave man being shown here who do you think came up with this Christians oh y'all don't see that huh hold on let me get this up here I seem to have lost my screen sharing ability give me just a moment please I want to end by giving you some things to do on your job, but I had to get passionate about that, man. I felt that fire rise up in me here. Look at your neighbor and tell them something good about your life and how you've been free, set free by Jesus to do good works. Come on, talk about your testimony as I get this up. My internet just went out. I want you to see this. Just talk to each other. Come on. Talk to each other. Tell each other a testimony. Don't just keep looking at me fixing this. Because I want you guys to talk to each other right now. Enough of pastor.
Here we go. Brother, while I'm doing this here, see if you can get it up. Why uh, am I not a man? A picture of an African slave, please. Put it up for everybody. Thank you. Go ahead. There we go. Thank you, sir. I want everybody to look up at this, please. What kind of people do you think made these right here? I want you to look at this. Am I not a man and a brotherhood? What kind of people? You think Muslim people made this? Chinese people? What kind of people made this, friends? What kind of people? Christian people. Now I want you to see this. I'm going to put this up here for you. y'all look at this what is this what is this this is a disembodied child what is happening in America right now that's okay children look at it this is what abortion looks like They've got you so upset right now about something that happened 400 years ago that people died for so that Christians could be free. Christians working together, white and black could be free. But the same people who said this and wanted freedom are the same people today who are saying we want freedom from our ch for our children to stop dying. Now everybody look up at me and ask yourself a question. Are the people you're listening to on the news, the people you're listening to on your job that throw the Bible back in your face and try to say there's something wrong with our Christianity, do they find something wrong with this? Come on, somebody. Do they find something wrong with this? Because Black Lives Matter approves of this. Ellen DeGeneres approves of this. Oprah Winfrey approves of this. Al Sharpton approves of this. Hillary Clinton approves of this. The people of the Women's March, Linda Sassor, that Muslim woman, approves of this. Y'all don't believe me, do you? I'll preach to the second service. Go sit down for me, please, Adam. They ain't ready for me to end yet. You're not ready for me. Don't think that I care about time right now. I care about you getting a point. You understand? Whether you come back is up to you. I'm going to tell it all to you today. This is the Women's March. Somebody say the Women's March. You want to know what they're about? You want to know what their, women, their, their principles are? Look at it right here. They support the LGBT and they support abortion. The Women's March. You think they care about you? I want you to think about this. You think they care about you? We do not accept any federal, state, or local rollbacks, cuts, restrictions on our ability to access quality, reproductive health care services, birth control, HIV care prevention, or medically accurate sexual education. This means open access to safe, legal, affordable abortion and birth control for all people. What they basically said is we want this.
what you want. You okay with that? Who's the leader of the Women's March? You want to know who the leader of the Women's March is? You want to know? Because I'm telling you, y'all acting like you don't know who it was. You acting like you don't know who it was, like your pastor's just making up stuff here. Tell you right here, Linda Sassor, Muslim woman. Whose religion taught to buy and have slaves? Whose religion said that black people look like raisin heads? And if you want to see what the devil looks like, look at a black man. Who's the one that did that? Okay. And then who's the one that was in charge? The co-chair of the Women's March. So the woman here who says, I'm down with women's rights. I'm going to teach you women something. Do you know that Saudi Arabia finally in 2018 just got to drive cars? Women drive cars. Saudi Arabia, women drive cars. You can ask my wife how my attitude was here on the way to church. I was so happy. So by the way, it has nothing to do, nothing to do with me being angry. I'm just preaching what I feel the Lord wants me to tell you. So in June 2018, Saudi Arabia women now can drive a car for the first time, 2018. Yet this woman right here, this woman right here is going to tell you in America what women's rights needs to be. And one of them needs to include you being able to kill your baby. How stupid is that? Do you all understand that? That is stupidity. So here's six things you still can't do in the country where Islam has its Mecca, where literally Mecca is from. They can't wear clothes that show off their beauty. They can't interact with men. They can't go swim in public. They, ha they can't complete, compete free freely in sports. They can't try on clothes while shopping. So good thing they can now finally in 2018 have the right to drive. And this article right here is from the week, and it's June June right here, 5th, and then I'll take you right back here where it says they just got the right, just in case you don't believe me, that they just got the right to drive right here. It got enacted in September, but here in June, it just came about. Women in Saudi Arabia get to drive for the first time. Are you all listening to me? Y'all better start amen and we're going to be here for a while. I'm going to preach till I sense y'all got this. What religion was the co-chair of the Women's March? What religion was she? Is that hypocrisy, yes or no? You're telling me, everybody look up at me, please. You're telling me we're going to have marches in Chicago. We're going to have marches in Washington, D.C. In America, where women have been able to drive as long as there's been cars, but there's a woman uh, that's of Islamic background that is so concerned about women's rights, she's going to come march here with us? Why aren't you marching in Saudi Arabia? Why aren't you marching so you can have a driver's license in 2017? And who's marching for women in the womb? Because the most aborted gender is a woman. Across the world, the most aborted gender is a woman. China has the highest abortion rights, the highest abortion rates rather, and they abort their women all the time. Who's marching against China right now? You know why they don't go march in China? Can I show you why they don't march in China? How many have heard of Tiananmen Square? Y'all ever heard of Tiananmen Square? I'll show you Tiananmen Square right here. I'll show you why they don't march in China for the right to life in China. This is why they don't march there. Because they were met with tanks. This is how China settled their protest. Now, am I trying to make this all pro-America? No. But I'm trying to expose the hypocrisy of what we're getting exposed to every single day. There is no other religion other than Christianity that sends missionaries to the places of the world. Do you know where we have missionaries right now? In Saudi Arabia. You know what they have to do? Everybody look up at me, please. You know what they have to do? I'll tell you their stories. Look up Dick Brogdon or Live Dead Movement. They have to put their children in safe houses in other countries and be away from them from nine months at a time, have their women dress up, men grow beards, and they go underground into these nations, in Islamic nations, in China. 
They send their children to boarding schools so that they can go lay down their lives because if they catch their children, they'll torture them. So what are we going to do as a church? We better wake up to what's going on around the world. Can I hear an amen? Thank you. I believe you believe that now. Seriously, I believe you believe that now. I'm getting a little bit more interaction because I believe you guys are understanding. Pastors up here trying to explain the Bible, and it's the same subject that people have been taking advantage of us in. Let me go back to the notes, and I want to end out here encourage. Somebody say he's going to encourage us. Amen. Adam, would you come back with the nice soft music now? I'm going to encourage you. Once again, where do slave traders go? Right? They all go to hell. Are you going to hell? No. Let me encourage you now. Okay, number one. Everybody's master is Jesus. Everybody's master is Jesus. And Jesus said that he calls his slaves his friends. In John 15, 15, he says, No longer will I just call you my servants, my slaves, but I will call you my friends. I want us to tell the world about the message of the friendship of Jesus. Jesus came to set us all free from sin. We became slaves of sin, the Bible says, and Jesus came to set us free. So now, does anybody here own a slave? Okay, so I'm, I don't need to tell you as a Christian how to handle taking care of your slave, right? But if you got one to the Lord in Boko Haram, I would need to tell you, wouldn't I? If you got one to the Lord in an Indian nation where you still have slaves in your house, I would have to help you, wouldn't I? Come on, y'all ain't amening. I said, wouldn't I have to help you? Do you know that missionaries have to help people in polygamous marriages when they get saved, how to handle that? How to take care of their slaves when they get there and they, they get saved? There are nations still today with polygamous marriages, slaves. But are you here today? I'm asking a question and I mean it. Do you own any slaves here today? Okay, second question, thank you. Is anybody here a slave today? Well, other than to Jesus, <laughs> are you a slave, let me clarify, to any man or woman? Okay. Because if you were a slave, sex trafficking, tra sex trafficked, prostitution, maybe they include that now. Maybe you were brought here illegally. Do you know that's a lot of what's going on with illegal immigration? They'll take the mom as a slave. They'll say, this is the housekeeper, but she had to become the slave for the whole family to come, and she don't get to leave. Come on. A lot of kidnapping going on in Latin America right now. How many know that's true? A lot of kidnapping. Okay, so no one here is a slave. If you are, talk to us privately. We will help you. I promise today will be your last day. Welcome to the land of the free, the home of the brave. Amen. Side note, because I'm already going long. My friend's witness on Bourbon Street. They were talking to a prostitute. The pimp came. They said, we'll help you. I'm telling you, we'll help you be free right now, okay? Okay. So now what do we have in relationship to what Paul was talking to? We all have jobs, don't we? You are either the boss or you have a boss, right? It's one of those two things. So no matter if you're the boss or if you have a boss, you're going to be like Jesus, okay? Here's if you're the boss, Treat your employees the way Jesus, Jesus treats you. Don't threaten, encourage them. Don't be harsh, be kind. Don't burn people out, be reasonable. Don't play favorites, be fair. Don't be selfish, share the profits. How many would like to see every one of these things from their bosses? How many of y'all got bosses? How many of you would like to see every one of these things? Amen. How many of you are bosses? Can I hear an amen? amen? Maybe you're a manager. Maybe you're the owner. The Bible says you should treat everybody the way Jesus treats you. Oh, excuse me. I, that, that was for the bosses. Now, how many are employees? Amen. Thank you. You understood what I meant. Don't be lazy, employees. Work hard. Don't complain. Be a positive problem solver. 
Before anybody on my team can bring me a problem, they have to bring a solution. Don't just bring a problem, bring a solution with it. Be reliable and trustworthy. Don't be divisive, be a team player. Don't settle for mediocrity, be great. When you love what you do. Now, I was going to say this. Some of you have heard this, but it's not biblical. I was going to say this. When you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Have you ever heard that? But that's not true because the Bible said they had work at the beginning in the garden. So work itself is not bad. Don't think of work as a bad thing, but think of it like this. When you love what you do, you won't just earn a living. You won't just do it to get by or to have money. You'll live to work. You'll see your purpose in your job. You'll feel encouraged with all that you do. Would you stand up with me? Can we give it up for Jesus today? Thank you, church. Amen. Let's give it up for Jesus. Come on. I know it was tough for some, but we can handle those kind of messages. Band and altar workers, would you come, please? I get so fired up over racism and slavery. I won't tolerate it in any form or fashion. And I won't let you be bamboozled or hoodwinked. Let's pray. Father, we ask you right now to free us from any worldviews that don't line up to your Bible. Come on, if you see any problems in your life right now that don't line up to the Word of God because you haven't been a good slave to Jesus, you haven't been a good servant of the Lord, would you repent right now? Repent right now because first and foremost, He's your master. As God moves on some of your hearts, you can feel free to come up. You can feel free to come up. You can feel free as we start to pray. If there's anything in your life, we'll dismiss in just a moment. But if there's anything in your life that you want to confess to your master, just want a brother or sister to pray with you, we'll love to do that today. Because he's our master first. First and foremost, we're working for Jesus. Is there anything in your life you need to make right? Do it right now. If you've checked your heart and you're good, now begin to move on to your job, to the place where you work, and see if you're being the right person there. Ask God to help you to see it. If you need prayer right now for that, come on up. If you need to be a better employee, stop complaining. Stop uh, getting into issues with the with the. the um, the boss and so forth come on up or if you're a boss today and you're having tough relationships I just talked to my neighbor he owns a furniture store and he was saying all of the issues that he deals with with his employees if you need prayer for that come on up whether you're a boss or an employee we'll pray for you right now for those of you who are not coming up pray for your job pray for your your company pray for what you do for a living pray for it to prosper Pray that God might be with you in the name of Jesus. Pray, 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 pray. Come on, a few more moments. Are you a good servant to Jesus, your master? And are you a good boss or employee? A few more moments. We'll dismiss, and if you need prayer for anything, you can come on up. But before we do, we're going to pray for America, this land that we all live in. We're all responsible for this country now. And we're going to pray God's blessings upon the people. And we're going to pray for abortion to end. But a few more moments right now. If you need a prayer for your walk with God, or you being a boss or employee, come on up. Ten more seconds, and then I'm going to pray for America on dismissal. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask you to bless us in all that we do. In all that we do, bless us on our jobs, bless us in our homes. Make us good bosses, good employees, make us good servants of the Lord. All right, let's pray for America right now. We pray for America to end the abortion genocide. Those here up at the front keep praying, but we're going to lift up this nation. We pray for injustice to end. We pray for racism to end. We pray for homosexuality and perversion to end. Come on, Christians. How many of you got a Christian worldview today? How many of you are going to pray for the problems that you're seeing in this nation? Pray. Pray. 
We pray right now for those at the border that are coming from nations that don't know how to take care of their own people. We pray for those nations to repent of their wicked socialism, their wicked kidnapping and their drug cartels and their corruption. And we pray for this nation to help find a solution. We pray, Lord, for our inner cities, for those that suffer violence. We pray, Lord, for those who commit abortion, those who live in homosexuality, those, oh Lord, who have ungodly religious beliefs, who follow false gods. We pray against corruption in companies. We pray, Lord, for this nation to be holy again, for it to be righteous and pure. We pray for prostitution to end, sex trafficking to end, pornography industry to end, for the wickedness in Hollywood and entertainment to end in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In closing, those who are praying up here, keep praying. But the after party, everybody look up at me, please. Listen. You might say, Pastor, whose side you on? You on the Republican side. You on the Democrat. You on the Libertarian. No, I'm on God's side. I'm going to preach against it all here, no matter where it falls under. And I ask you to do the same. Check your sources. Yes, I lean towards Fox News. I lean that way, but I don't believe everything they tell me. So if you lean towards CSNBC, MSNBC, don't believe everything they tell you. Check it by the word. I don't care what Hannity said. I, I care what Jesus said. Do you all understand? I don't care what they say. You believe what the Bible says and you teach it. And you let any Muslim, any religion out there that says we preach a different gospel, let them know I'll debate them on this stage right here. I will debate. I've debated Muslims here. I've debated Mormons here. I've debated um, other cults here. Your church will not back down. We got your back. Amen. We're not angry, but the Bible says the kingdom suffers violence and the violent take it by force. We're just passionate and we want the truth to come out. So Lord, bless your people today and all that we do. Help us have a safe 4th of July weekend, remembering the independence of this nation. And may this nation bless you so that you can bless it. And all God's people said, amen. Let's give it up for Jesus. Come on, you can, you can take it. Give it up for the Lord. Isn't he good? God bless.